This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Harmony Montgomery was last seen at a home near the river city of Manchester, New Hampshire, in October of 2019, when she was five years old. Police have received a missing persons report about her in the final week of December of 2021. It is unclear why it took so long for her to be reported missing, but police say they are in contact with relatives and are working hard to find Harmony. Take a hard look at her face. Somebody knows something. Hey, everybody. Welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver, and I'm here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. Excited to be here. Yeah, it's Tuesday. It is Tuesday. It is also the first Tuesday of season three. How many episodes am I going to say that on, do you think? (laughs) I don't know. I was thinking it's the first full week of 2022, but. Well, yes, there is that as well. (laughs) I'm more excited about season three, personally, but... (laughs) Me too. Well, season three won't let us down. I know this, but I can't say the same thing for 2022. I don't know that. (laughs) Yeah, I see that. We have some control over season three, 2022. Yeah. Total crapshoot, as we know. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's why I feel that way. Yes. (laughs) I'm sure that is, most certainly. Yeah. Well, we have a packed show for you guys today. Yes, we Uh, do. We have three segments. We'll be starting with Weird Crime Time. And then I have the main event. Of course, we're going to be talking about the disappearance of Harmony Montgomery. Which, uh, WTF, America. Oh, man. (laughs) Mm, You guys. I've got a lot of the deets. There's not a lot yet, but I've got everything I, I could gather for you. And then Christy's going to wrap up the show with a racial injustice segment. So yes. we've got a lot to go. So Christy, I'm going to turn the mic over to you for a weird crime time. You betcha. Have you ever heard of the Phantom of Heilbron? No. Or the woman without a face? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're about to. So, between 1993 and 2009, in Austria, France, and Germany, there was an unknown female serial killer whose DNA was found at a bunch of crime scenes, six murders, including a police officer, in Heilbronn, hence the name. But the weird thing is that the only connection between the crimes was the DNA of this one woman. They recovered it at 40 crime scenes and these what? crimes ranged what i said what <laughs> right 
Right. And these crimes ranged from murders to burglaries. Like it was all over the place in different countries. Like it was just this this uh, woman without a face became like a phantom mm-hmm. uh, until. In 2009, they figured out that the DNA that they kept finding at all of these places was already present on the Q-tips, cotton swabs, that they were using for collecting DNA, and it belonged to the woman who worked in the factory where the Q-tips were made. What? Oh, my gosh. Is that the funny? That I love this story. I find it absolutely hilarious. Well, you know, it's funny, because... but it's disturbing too because that well, that yeah. means that she was contaminating all of these crime scenes. Well, and why was she touching them with her hands? Yeah. Like the, she should have been wearing gloves. Anyway, hilarious story, I thought. So it fit nicely into weird crime. But I'm going to head right on over to you because I want to know yes. what the hell's going on with Harmony Montgomery. Oh, you guys, this case. Yeah. So, Harmony Montgomery. Harmony has been missing since 2019, as far as we know. I'm actually going to start this uh, investigation with the press conference that happened today. There was an initial press conference from the uh, Manchester, New Hampshire police on Friday, basically saying, hey, we've got this missing persons report. We're learning what we can. Please send your tips our way. Mm-hmm. And then today they did another one. And it's important because there's been some things transpire over the weekend that really made people think maybe they found something. But I'm thinking from this uh, presser, that's probably not true. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into it. But I thought I would just let the chief uh, open it up. So we're going to start there. Sounds so like I'm going to go ahead and share. We won't watch the whole press conference. It is long. You're going to kind of like and kind of hate this guy, to be honest. There were parts of it that I'm like, the fuck? And other <laughs> times I went, okay, he cares. He's on it. He's working hard. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, needless to say, he does not like true primers. But that's okay. That's oh, whatever. he's one of those. Gotcha. He's okay. one of those. But you know what? Oh, well, life goes on. So I'm going to go ahead and get our screens shared here. And... We'll go ahead and get started with him. I want to begin by thanking all of you for coming today. Your continued interest in locating seven-year-old Harmony Montgomery is appreciated and is essential to this investigation. As you know, more than two years has passed since Harmony Harmony was last seen. That puts us at a disadvantage, and the public's public's help is greatly needed. That being said, we are announcing today the creation of a dedicated tip line for this case. As you can see in the boards in front of me, that number is 603-203-6060. I say again, 603-203-6060. That phone number will be manned by one of our juvenile detectives 24-7. Tips can come in by phone or by text, either one. This will not be an extension that sends callers immediately to a voicemail. This will be monitored by a detective at all times so we can gather tips and act on them immediately. In addition to that phone number I just Crimeline is offering $2,500 reward, the most allowed through that organization for tips that lead to Harmony being found. Normally, Crimeline rewards are for information regarding crimes. I'd like to emphasize that the, the Crimeline has made an exception and has generously made, um, made that exception for this missing child case. Additionally, 
uh, local businessmen Dick Anignos and Arthur Sullivan have also offered $10,000 for tips that lead to harmony being found. I want to personally thank the crime line, uh, Mr. Anignos and Mr. Sullivan, for their, their generous, uh, generous actions on behalf of Finding Harmony. I cannot emphasize enough how important any and all tips are. Even if you believe you saw this little girl a year ago or two years ago, please call in. Knowing where she was can help us narrow down where she is now. The Manchester Police Department is working with DCYF as well as the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children in every effort to locate Harmony. That tip line again is 603-203-6060. And again, it can receive phone calls and text messages. Please share this, share this information and utilize it. I'm appealing to everyone. <clears throat> Help us find this little girl. Someone knows something. Do what is right and call in. I cannot emphasize that enough. Somebody out there knows something. It's time for people to do the right thing. I cannot say it enough. I cannot emphasize it enough. Someone needs to call in, do the right thing, and provide us information on where Harmony may be. Again, that number is 603-203-6060. Help us find Harmony. Okay, so I think we'll end it right there and get back to uh, to the case. But, you know, as you can see, this is really emotional for the police force. They are horrified. And a reporter asks them a little later on in the presser, and I did link it in our uh, show description if you want to watch the whole thing, but I ask why they didn't know about this until now. So the, the uh, call that they got came from uh, Child and Family Services. And they're the ones that made the report with them. And it was asked, why haven't they let you know until now? And he said, we'd really like to know that too. He said, that is a question that has to be answered. It's a fair question to ask why. So it, let me give insane. you some background. Absolutely insane. Um, she has been seriously failed by the system. Harmony has been seriously failed. So let's talk a little bit about her beginnings. So she was born, her mother's name, or she was born in 2014. Her mother's name is Crystal. Dad's name is Adam. Uh, Crystal and Adam both had some run-ins with the law. When Harmony was born, Adam was in prison for shooting someone in the face. Oh. And Crystal was uh, involved with the foster system. Uh, Harmony was involved in the foster system early in life. And... There was a foster mom that it seems that Harmony was kind of in and out of her home quite a bit. Uh, she did work really well with Crystal, from what I understand, uh, to be able to see her. Uh, at some point, she had another baby named Jameson in around 2016. And then both of the kids ended up back in foster care. And Jameson actually was adopted. And the foster family that had Jameson and Harmony wanted to adopt Harmony, according to them in an interview that they gave, uh, but Harmony was returned to her birth father instead. So mom's rights were relinquished. Harmony was returned to birth father, who is now out of prison and married to a wife. And they have, looks like they have maybe two kids together and she had an older kid from a different relationship. So there's several children kind of in the mix here, but uh, 
which is an interesting thing because her oldest, we're going to keep an eye on that one too. That's all I'll say about that one right now. But that's another kid that may have fallen through the cracks. We don't know. We're going to keep an eye on that. But at any rate, uh, he, in 2019, he got custody. So Adam got custody in February of 2019. And they were living... The beginning of the pandemic. Yes, the beginning of the pandemic. And it has been said that this was about the time that... Uh, well, child uh, services stopped doing home visits because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Now, she was registered in school in the fall of 2019. The last anyone can say that she was seen was October of 2019. Oh, my God. Adam's uncle, Kevin, has been speaking on Twitter and to the press. And Kevin says that he called... Uh, Child Protective Services in the summer because he witnessed abuse and saw harmony with a black eye. This summer or in the summer of 2019? No, in the summer of 2019. In the summer of 2019. Neighbors say that they also called child care or child services because they too witnessed some abuse, uh, some bad living conditions for the kids. Things just did not seem right. They were living in this house. This house belonged to Adam's grandmother. And it has since been foreclosed on and resold. Well, on Sunday, a huge team of police showed up at this house and brought a search dog through it. And the current homeowner is, has just been lovely and cooperating and she doesn't know these guys at all. Sure. You know, she just happened to buy this house, but she's been cooperating and they've been in searching the house with dogs. Uh, they actually dug up a few sections of the backyard. There were a ton of vehicles there. It looked a little like the scene when they found the Vallow kids, you know? Right. But there was no uh, talk that they found anything. And then, of course, uh, Monday afternoon, they put out this presser pleading for the public to bring something forward. And so that leads me to think they probably didn't find anything in that search. So how did this child come to finally be reported missing? I mean, after all this time, who actually made the report? It's a little bit mysterious, but it appears to me from comments that I have found from Crystal's older brother, it looks to me like it was Crystal's family. Crystal has been trying to find her daughter and be able to see her for two years. Adam could have been letting her see her and was supposed to let her have some mm -hmm. visitation and he hasn't been. And even over the summer in June, she had made a comment on Facebook that uh, her daughter wasn't missing per se, but that she hadn't seen her in nearly two years because Adam was hiding out with her and wouldn't let her see her daughter. Adam has since gotten divorced and there's some really, uh, th there's a lot of speculation right now. So the officers, the police will not say which parent she disappeared from, but we know that Adam had custody of her and mm -hmm. we know, and the, uh, in the presser, the officer later on, uh, the captain said that the 
The person who was supposed to have her does not have her. Well, that would be Adam, because he's got Mm -hmm. custody, right? Mm -hmm. Adam told neighbors that he let Crystal come and take her for an afternoon, and she never came back. But Crystal's family is all saying that is just flatly not true, and she's been trying to see her for two years. She says that she's called CPS many times, that she has tried and tried and tried, and she does have a TikTok. It's a private account, so you can't just go see them all, but... She's done lots of TikToks about her daughter. She's been posting for two years on Facebook about her daughter. Uh, She's been trying to find her daughter. Mm. So, according to her brother, there was a letter written to the mayor. Now, who wrote the letter? Was it the family? Did they have an attorney write the letter? That's a little bit mysterious. Nobody's saying that specifically. But that's when Child Protective Services finally made a report to the police that they had a missing child. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. hmm This is so bad. So mom has been trying to make noise, but no one was listening because she's just the non-custodial parent who apparently just carried no weight and no one was listening to. Now, where the hell is Adam? Yeah. That's been the question on everybody's mind. There's a bit of speculation. I'm not going to say that I know for sure. I don't. Most of what I have read is that he is in a halfway house uh, that you would be in after getting out of jail. Hmm. So it's possible that he's been in jail for a while. We don't know that for sure. But Adam's uncle Kevin says that he has been detained and questioned and that he's refusing to cooperate with police. But again, that's hearsay coming from the uncle. So I can't say that for certain, but that's what we're hearing. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, sadly, but it's yeah. sickening and horrifying. And mm-hmm. so many balls have been dropped on behalf of this child. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, we do know that Crystal, uh, she had did, posted on Facebook earlier today that she has submitted DNA and a polygraph to the police uh, and that she's doing everything she can to cooperate with them. Uh, there's a lot of people online that have been attacking her pretty hard. Uh, there's definitely big issues here. You know, there's been addiction. There's been it sounds like maybe she was in the system as a kid as well. Like this girl's had a real tough time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's pretty hard to attack her. She was not the custodial parent. No, but I mean, if you were that worried, wouldn't you be showing up on his door? Step knocking like, well, they where the hell is my there. kid? She hasn't known where they lived. Oh. That house they were living in, the, the one I showed a picture of, that was foreclosed on in September of 2019. And he, she hasn't known where they were since. Mm-mm. She's oh. literally had no idea where they were. Ugh. Yep. Yep. Now, uh, an anonymous source on Twitter, a nerdy addict on Twitter, has had a lot of information on this case. And they're reporting that an anonymous source is saying that they would see... Adam and his wife every single morning at a methadone clinic with two little kids. Those two really little ones. Two little kids. Not hardly little kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that they were seeing 
them at a methadone clinic literally every morning at the same time every day with two little teeny ones that are not harmony. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep. Big problems here. Um, And again, this really uh, seemed to maybe have happened or started at the beginning of the pandemic where there was a lot of chaos. And apparently uh, in New Hampshire, they had stopped doing home visits for a time. So they maybe weren't paying attention. Uh, It also appears that this, well, yeah, it appears that this address is the last known address they had. They had no idea. Mm Mm-hmm. So they weren't following up. There'd been all of these reports and they were not following up on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, multiple people have mm-hmm. said that when they called and made a report, they were told that there was just nothing they could do or that they had already had an open file with this family and that they were aware and that everything was fine. How, why, I don't know, but this is a case that needs a lot of attention. Uh, you know, as we know, many states... Child Protective Service uh, departments are woefully underfunded, do not have the resources that they need. We're just hearing out of Idaho here recently how short on foster parents Idaho is. We know that Texas is in the same boat. Kids literally living in hotel rooms with Child Protective Service workers because there is nowhere for them to go. We know the system has big problems. And of course, I can't help but think of Isabella Kalua out of, uh, or Ariel Kalua out of Hawaii that was murdered out of the foster system. Uh, We know there's big problems um, and that there needs to be some big solutions. But right now, everybody needs to take a hard look at this little girl's face. Now, of course, this was two years ago and they change a lot. They change a lot in two years. That was one thing that the, in the press conference that was said, you guys didn't see it, but that in two years, he didn't figure her uh, looks would have changed that much. I what? I strongly disagree. From from seven to from, nine? No, five to seven. Oh, from five to seven. Yeah, five they, they seven, would change a lot. To change a lot. She'd totally so, lose the toddler look completely yes. into the little little girl look. Wow. And they did put out some age progression photos that were in the initial video. Uh, the only problem is she has no glasses in this picture. Yeah. And she's blind in one eye. Oh, wow. That's one thing that I feel like should be focused on more that hasn't been, is that one thing about this little girl is she has a blind, she's blind in one eye and that eye is kind of off center. She yeah. It doesn't always look straight. Uh, in some of the other pictures of her, you can see that that eye is just a little bit strange. Yeah. And I think it's really important to note that because that could be something that could be an identifying feature that somebody might go, Oh, I've seen that little girl. I recognize that eye. For know? sure. For sure. And she's so cute in her little glasses. Oh, adorable. Oh yeah. And should have glasses. Should yeah. have glasses. But yeah. So this is a really disturbing case. Several of you guys have sent us this case. We've been keeping an eye on it since Friday. So what we will do is continue to keep a close eye on it. Uh, and, you know, bring you guys anything on Wednesday nights uh, in case updates with this case. Yeah. Uh, really holding space that there is something that comes through soon. I'm just so sad for her and for her family that, uh, you know, 
what in the world, you know, it's just terrible. The whole thing is just awful. And I just hope she's okay out there somewhere. Sure doubt it. I know. I sure doubt it. I know. God. He said uh, in the presser, they said that this is not a recovery mission at this point. You know, they really want to believe that she's alive. And that's how they're going to treat it until they have any reason to believe otherwise. Which they should. Which well, they should. It's, it's what they always do with missing cases, missing mm -hmm. persons. Is, yeah. You know, that assumption. Yeah. But uh, you can see... He was very emotional multiple times. Uh, they were on Friday as well. Uh, you know, yeah, the police God. are feeling really, really pressed and really terrible about uh, about this and the fact that they didn't know about it until now. Like he had, he said, we have lost two years. We have yeah. two years to catch up on. He also said that they had received from Friday to Monday, they had received 25 tips, only 25 oh, wow. Hoping for hundreds and hundreds, they'd receive 25. Um, they do, of course, have their tip line now, though, you know, and that's important to know because uh, that helps, you know, people to get directly through. They can also text. They can call in anonymously. And, you know, so if someone knows something and he really believes that they do, you know, he really believes that somebody knows something they're just not saying and mm -hmm. it's time to speak up. It's time to grow up. It's time well, to come. Human home. beings don't just disappear. No, you know, no. especially children who cannot right. fend for themselves. She right. didn't just, you know, get on a bus to nowhere. This little child had to have been taken care of by someone. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Wow. So there you have it. So that is the disappearance of Harmony Montgomery. And we'll keep an eye on it and let you guys know. So, Christy, I am going to turn the mic over to you for our racial injustice segment. Okay. So, recently, the International Tribunal on Human Rights Abuses Against Black, Brown, and Indigenous People was held. It was held October 23rd through the 25th. It was held at the Malcolm X and Dr. Betty Shabazz Memorial and Education Center in Washington Heights, New York City. Uh, the main theme of that tribunal was we still charge genocide in recognition of the we charge genocide, the crime of government against the Negro people, a 1951 petition to the United States uh, or to the United Nations that was signed by dozens of notable people, including Dr. W.E.B. Dubois, Claudia Jones, Harry Haywood, and Paul Robeson. So this was initially submitted in 1951. The 2021 indictment is against the United States of America, and it is represented by its president, Department of State, federal and state policing agencies, and other governmental institutions. So the hmm. following is some of the findings. I'm not going to share all of them, but the main one that I wanted to share because I think it's really important. It, oh, there, well, there are two I want to talk about. Um, because the U.S. was found guilty of these human rights violations, actually of genocide. Wow. And in one of the areas, it was for police killings. Testimony was heard regarding an alarming pattern and practice of police murdering black, brown, and indigenous people with impunity. We know it's happening. We've been reporting on it. Yeah. 
We were informed that a recent commission of inquiry found that black people are 3.5 times more likely than white people to be killed by police. Wow. When blacks are not attacking or do not have a weapon. So that one is horrifying. Yeah. The other one that I wanted to bring attention to is the mass incarceration. Testimony emphasized that in the case of U.S. constitutional law, while the 13th Amendment promised the abolition of the process of chattel slavery, it is in fact created an exception incentivizing the incarceration of people of African descent and other peoples. Further, they argued that a school-to-prison pipeline has been set in motion by the racialized policies and programs of the U.S. federal and state governments. One testimonial noted The law is used as a weapon of war against black, brown, and indigenous peoples. Further testimony indicates that there are U.S. policies of wars on poverty, wars on drugs, wars on terror, and others amounting Mm -hmm. to a war on black, brown, and indigenous peoples as they disproportionately criminalize their youth and communities. Mm -hmm. Something for us to keep... Uh, a close eye on, and we will be talking about a lot more, mm-hmm. is racial injustice here in the U.S. This is an area mm-hmm. I really wanted to put a focus on this year because it is such a huge problem. And as true crimers, mm-hmm. we may find these crimes interesting, but we also have to find ways to do something about them. Yeah. And so I felt like this was a good way to kick off this segment was to share yeah. uh, those findings. Yeah. Not surprising, but... No. Disappointing and frustrating. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. All righty. Well, there you have it. This is Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new case and two brand new segments. We'll be back Wednesday night for case updates. And there are plenty per normal. Mm -hmm. uh, Of course, then we'll be back on Thursday night for the psychic hour. It's the first show of the month and the first show of the year. Right. So this will be January marching orders for the Psychic Hour. It's going to be great. Definitely. And by the way, if you missed the Psychic Hour last week, go back and listen or watch. Mm-hmm. We had our good friend Kelly McLean on. She is an astrologer, and she had taken a hard look at the astrology of Chad Daybell, Lori Vallow, and Alex Cox, and she had some barn burners for us. It was Didn't awesome. she, though? It was pretty mm-hmm. awesome. It was great. So yeah, go check it out, you guys. You will love it. So there you have it. So have a wonderful day. Thanks so much for being here. This has been yet another production of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Bye, everybody.